Welcome to Power Talk Podcast, where the talk is interesting, informative, and powerful. Welcome to the Power Talk Podcast with Pastor Paul Chicado and Reverend Matthew DeLeon. What up? What up? Listen up. How you doing today, my pastor? Doing really good today. Good, good. God's good. He is very good. We're still in triple digits. Yeah, well, even with the triple digits, he's still amazing anyway. I'm telling you, man. I will say it is kind of crazy this year regarding triple digits. It's got to be a record already, right? For the you know, most I, triple digits in a summer? I don't know. I remember one year we had like 40 straight days. That was the record. It was 40, is like 40, almost 40 straight days of triple digits. So I don't know if this is a record, but what I will say is that we because of so little water, it's mm-hmm. one of the worst drought seasons we've had, though. Yeah. Because of the heat. Now, it's interesting. Yesterday, it rained. It was so humid in the cloud cover. We had an overcast. It rained yesterday. I know. I saw that. And they said, I believe in Wasco, it actually poured. Yeah. It actually poured rain. It was And it was warm rain. Warm rain. Usually a warm rain causes a lot of electrical storms. You know, electricity, oh, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. you know, lightning. Yeah. Uh, and Which gets really dangerous in our foothills where it's so dry. Yeah. That's where the fires will usually, that's where we usually get most of our fires in throughout the state is because wow. of electrical fires wow. like that. Wow, wow, wow. So this weather, we gotta be careful. I'm sure when the when it gets overcast and we see yeah. rain, because remember that one other that one night two weekends ago, we had loud thunder coming through. Yeah, we had some thunder and lightning, and yeah, no. When you get into this kind of heat and with and it gets wet at all, it usually yeah. produces you know like a lightning storms or a thunderstorm. And we know other other areas of the United States where it's hitting weird too. Like we're getting like overabundance of rain in certain areas. Yeah, we're we're completely in a drought on the west western portion of the United States and they're completely getting flooded. Yeah. You know, they're having flooding because of torrential storms and rains. I mean, yeah. they're getting just doused by weather. Yeah. And they also said too cuz we have a big fire up in Oregon, or Oregon, Oregon. Yeah. That's also affecting the weather patterns. They're saying. Well, it probably does because their their uh, fire was was the same as far as size of it. Yeah, it was at, the the size of the fire that was burning in Oregon was the the exact size of like L.A. And L.A. as far as landmass is huge. Kidding. Yeah, usually when a wildfire goes through, it's a very small strip, right. even though it covers a lot of territory, and it covers it quickly. So they got to try to get ahead of it before it continues to to work its way through a certain area. Mm-hmm. So they do what they call uh, I forget what kind of roads they call it, but ba- mm-hmm. where they backhoe and they oh, clear yeah, out yeah, a road, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that way the fire will hopefully stop right. where the dirt is. Right, and uh, you know up in. Oregon, it's so big that it, it's taken weeks for them to get to the place where they've have it somewhat under control. And I think even right now, it's only at about forty or fifty percent controlled. Wow! And just out of curiosity, before we get to our topic here, is every summer is there always an issue with fires? Uh, there has been. I mean, two years ago, uh, a lot of people don't remember this, but up in, up until two years ago. Uh, the record was 4 million acres throughout the United States that had gotten on fire. Yeah. But two years ago, we broke that record with 8 million acres. That was with that PG&E. That was with PG&E. That they, their, their fire caused a huge portion of that. Okay. But but there were like 700 fires going on throughout the United States. Crazy. So the PG&E was just one of them. Right. Um, but we've never seen 8 million acres. So are we close to that? I don't believe that we're close to that. But right. we're in a worse drought season and if this drought season continues, we could easily get there. That doesn't help our state at all. Not at all. 
that we and we need some rain yep. this this coming fall and this winter we need a, yep. we need a good season <clears throat> really need a good season this coming fall and winter for sure we for need some to pray rain. For rain amen for that yep. well going on to our topic my pastor you've been talking about um, decision influence and defeat now yes we just finished our sixth um, part so, yeah it was a six week series a six week series and I'm telling you what it was a blessing now I want to yep. get to some of those some of the um, some of those parts you talked about, uh-huh. particularly uh, part five, but I want to go over part six, if you will. Yes. When you say decision, influence, and defeat, it sounds like it sounds like a process. Uh, yeah, because everything that you do first hinges on your decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the decisions that you make are as a result of something you were influenced by. Okay. And that thing that you were influenced by determines that not only just the decision you make, but in some cases, if it's a big decision, mm-hmm. whether it be moral, whether it be based off of your character, whether it be based off of a, a problem that you have to, to you know, make a decision for or, yeah. uh, or over, um, it determines whether or not you, you either defeat this situation that's coming up or you, be, or you become defeated by it. Right. And so the goal is, is that you make, that no matter what's influencing you, is that you make a decision that allows you to overcome the situation that you're making the decision on. Now, remember, I'm not talking about decisions like, you know, what color of paint you want on your walls. I'm talking about decisions where there's issues and things in our lives that the decisions that we make are very detrimental because they could either hurt us yeah. or they could help us. Again, we're talking about part six that was recorded on July 26th. Yes. That particular part. So what you're saying is decisions are influenced by an influence, yes. which either we're defeating it or is defeating us. Exactly. So we're talking about the enemy. Yes. We're talking about, you know, emotions that could be an anchor uh-huh. when we should be victorious. We're actually losing. Right. Because of the decisions that we're making based on the influence. Yes. And the outcome is defeat. Defeat. And, and, then, and then you kind of got the flip side of that coin. Whereas we make decisions. Good ones. Right? Good ones or bad. Okay. Either okay. good or bad. Okay. But we become an influence to someone. So the decisions that we make become an influence for others. Okay. It influences the uh, the actions of others, you know? Yes. And so the influence that we have over other people, whether it be our something locale to the people that we're close to, like a family member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a group of people within a community or more. Uh, it, it affects them too. So it's a twofold message. Yes, it is. One for yourself and then one for others because it influences them. Yes. For myself, I'm a father, so whatever my decisions are, it influences my wife yes. and my children. Yes. So decisions, it all begins with a decision though. Okay. All ideas begin with a decision. Okay. Uh, or all decisions uh, begin with, decision making all begins with an idea. And that idea comes from some sort of influence. Mm-hmm. And whether we like it or not, we're being influenced all the time. You know, do mm-hmm. do you get upset about something that's not that big a deal? Mm-hmm. You know, say your child, you right. know, they, 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 they knock a glass off the table and it right. breaks. You know, you, you have a decision to make here. Mm-hmm. Do you get angry mm-hmm. or do you say, hey, no problem. We'll clean it up right. and we move on. Mm-hmm. You know, that decision is based off of an idea. The first idea that came to you was, I'm upset. And you were careless, yeah. or you know what? It's not a big deal. We need to clean it so nobody gets cut. It's also based on information. Yes, information. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. What kind of information 
am I getting as a person that would influence my decision, yeah. go to influence, and then, again, to my defeat or to my demise. Right, exactly. Everything is informational. Uh, everything that you see, everything that you hear, everything that comes through the natural senses becomes information. And the way you assess that information determines how you make a decision. Okay. Now, how did you get this, Pastor, this message, decision, influence, and defeat? How, how, did, how did you come about this? Well, what I was doing is I was looking at the fruit of the Spirit, and one of the things that I noticed was that for every fruit of the Spirit, which we know the fruit of the Spirit is a virtue. Okay, so for instance, love is a virtue. Faith is a virtue. Now, these are the kind of virtues that come from the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay, these are the virtues that are of the Holy Spirit. Okay. But then I thought, okay, so what affects these virtues? Okay. Because when I was reading in Galatians 5, before it talks about, I believe in 19 through 20, uh, before it actually mentions the actual fruits of the Spirit, mm -hmm. it talks about sin first. Well, before, and then it talks about, you know, the lusts of the flesh are fornication, adulteries, and the li and then it goes on revelries, drunkenness, and, and the likes of such things. Yeah. Then it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. So uh, it just hit me, wait a second. Mm. Why would it talk about the lust of the flesh and the sins first? Right, right, right. Because I realize that even those things affect the fruit of the Spirit in me. You see, we think that the fruit of the Spirit is always available. We need to walk in it. Well, sure it is. It's always there. But what things are affecting my life that keep me from walking in it? So you see, there's things affecting the fruit of the Spirit. But if you look at the fruit of the Spirit as you read it, if you're walking in the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit can overwhelm it. It depends on which one is stronger, the right. flesh or the Spirit. And how do we know this? Remember when Jesus went up to the Mount of Transfiguration and he came back and the disciples were sleeping? Yes. He says, I tell you, the flesh is weak, but the Spirit, Spirit is, is willing. willing. Paul even said in Galatians 5, he says, those things that I don't wish to do, I do. Because the flesh is contrary to the Spirit. Mm. So he lets yeah, us yeah. know that if the Spirit is stronger in you, the fruit of the Spirit will overwhelm that sin. Mm. But if the sin is stronger in you, then it'll overwhelm the fruit of the Spirit. So he was mm. trying to let us know, sin. whichever one is strongest in your life is mm. the one that will win. So if sin is dominating my life, that's going to keep the fruit of the Spirit at bay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I won't, I won't be proactive in it. I won't, be using, I won't be using it Very at good. all, and nor will I be benefiting from it in my own life. I won't be benefiting from... Let me get to that here really quick here. Some of that fruit that we talked about. Where are we at here? I'm sorry, okay, there we are. I won't benefit love because I'm walking in the flesh. Yes. So I'm most likely walking in hate. Yes. So but here's the interesting thing. So I began to really look. The fulfillment of the lust of the flesh is the sin. But the lust of the flesh isn't. What do you mean by fulfillment? Okay, the fulfillment. In other words, when you allow it, because if you look at the lust of the flesh, it's if you go back to James chapter 1, yeah, yeah. it says when you were drawn away. The Why? word drawn is also another term for like the lust of the flesh. In other words, drawn away. In other words, you're tempted. So there's the go-between. There's sin. And then there's the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, so the mm -hmm. fruit of the flesh mm -hmm. is sin. Mm -hmm. The fruit of the Spirit is the these specific the fruits, mm -hmm. these virtues. Right. Okay, but what's in between? Mm -hmm. the Between the sin and the fruit? Well, mm -hmm. that's the temptation and being drawn away or the lust of the flesh. In other words, those things I naturally lust for. But mm -hmm. you're, it's not fulfilled in your life until you actually act on it. Act on it. Now, it's interesting. When you say drawn, it's like I'm only looking in that direction 
and I'm contemplating. You're contemplating. Should I go down that way? And this I know is the decision you have to make. And yes. this is this is the the way of the flesh, right? So you make a decision now. Do I want to follow the lust of the flesh? In other words, that thing that's enticing me, like James chapter one says, yeah, or tempting me. Yeah, yeah. Am I being drawn away, or? Do I rely on the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Do I call on the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, I right now need self-control. Mm. I which, need your self-control right which now. Which is life. a fruit of the Spirit. Which is a fruit of the Spirit. Because remember, it's a fruit of the Spirit, not a fruit from the Spirit. Mm -hmm. That means that the Holy Spirit possesses these fruits, not right. you. Right. You possess the Holy Spirit who mm -hmm. possesses the fruit. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you can call on the Holy Spirit to help you. Right. That's why Jesus said, remember, the Holy Spirit is a guide yeah he is a teacher a he is a helper mm -hmm. well what is he helping you with he's helping you with self-control in that moment yeah. if you need it yeah. he's helping you with the love that you might need right. in that moment he's right. helping you with long suffering if you need it right. right you see he's the helper he's the one that possesses the powerful tr traits of these virtues and it helped jesus when he was being tempted when he was fasting <clears throat> the same spirit that helped him overcome yes the same spirit that dwells in us to help us overcome very much so. There was moments he needed long-suffering. In other words, he needed temperance. In other words, he needed to be able to overcome the and endure That's for endurance. a season because he had yeah. to go 40 days. The word long-suffering means to basically patiently endure. There it is. Yes. Um, and he endured for a long period of time. Again, this is part six, and I love that you said that. Patiently endure. And to me, that... I hear the word faith encompassed in that one uh -huh. to patiently endure. It's like, yeah. God, I'm trusting you in this one. Yes. I, I have endurance. I'm going to be patient, but I need the faith to overcome. Right. I hear faith in that as well. You said something before church, before you got into your message, you said this, when your mind is off you, you'll start seeing God's mind that is on you. Yes. In other words, stop focusing on you yes. and start focusing on the Lord. Yes. And I believe this is one of the information pieces that can help us make a decision yes. that's going to influence us to defeat the yes. enemy in our life. Yes. So what we do is how do we how do we defeat sin? We have to overcome the the secondary virtues that come against the virtue of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So remember, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are virtues. Okay. okay, they're character qualities of the Holy Spirit that we're possessed with that we at the moment we're in need of, the Holy Spirit will rise up if we call on him. Mm -hmm. We walk in that spirit, like it says mm -hmm. in Galatians 5, mm -hmm. and we're led by the spirit, we'll walk in it. Mm -hmm. But there's virtues that also can defeat those virtues. Okay, mm -hmm. so for instance, what defeats the love, the fruit of the spirit of love? Mm -hmm. Well, 90 the natural mind says well if there's love then there's hate. hate well remember that's not the way god's picture in the spirit we look at things yes yes see it's not natural for me to hate things right but there is something that can defeat the love of god in me mm -hmm. and it's not hate mm -hmm. it's actually fear right for it says it, it, so we know that the perfect love of god casts out all, all fear. fear well and if you look there's several scriptures that deal with, um, in fact, I have it here, that deal with love and fear together. For 2 Timothy 1, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love mm -hmm. and of a sound mind. Amen. Okay? First John 4, 18, There is no fear in love, right. but perfect love casts out 
fear. Right. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears who has not been made perfect in love. Mm -hmm. So we see John and John and Paul, when he was writing to mm -hmm. Timothy, mm -hmm. is expressing the true nature that love has to face. Mm -hmm. What does love have to face in the negative? Right. Well, it has to face fear. Mm -hmm. You see, God's Satan's not going to try to get you to hate someone because that's the natural way we think. Mm -hmm. If there's a love for things, there's mm -hmm. a hate. hate for things. Mm -hmm. No, that's the natural mind's way of assessing right. information. Right. Satan already knows he can't get you to hate people, mm -hmm. but he can get you to stop loving. Mm. He can get you to stop loving and he can, well, how can he do that? He uses fear. Mm -hmm. Why? Because fear involves torment. That means I'm no longer, I know, I don't allow the love of God to work through me to the point that fear can be cast out. Mm. You know what keeps us from ministering to people a lot of times? Fear. fear. Yet we say we love those people. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm -hmm. What it, you'll find that love, fear comes in many different packages. Yeah, yeah. Comes in anxieties. Yeah. yeah. It comes in stresses. It comes in doubt. Mm -hmm. It comes in you know uh, m misunderstanding and insecurities. Yeah. It, it, it insecurity is a huge fear, mm -hmm. but they all stem from that one root of fear. And right. then it's what we find is that if we're insecure, think about it. Mm -hmm. You know how many people will pass up on maybe a good relationship with somebody mm -hmm. that potentially could be their future mate that mm -hmm. God would be bringing their way possibly. Mm -hmm. But because of insecurity, mm -hmm. because they've been hurt before, yeah, that insecurity keeps them wanting to, from giving out the love of God right. to say, this is a person I could love the rest of my life. Right. No, you put walls up mm -hmm. because of that insecurity mm -hmm. and it keeps you from truly loving them the way they need to. Wow. You see, this is why we need the perfect love of God. So if the perfect love of God is stronger than fear, right. fear gets overcome. Mm -hmm. But if fear is stronger than your love, then fear overcomes the love of God that mm -hmm. comes from the fruit of the Holy Spirit. How do we grow in that understanding of love? How do we grow? You yeah. you got to learn to walk in the spirit first. That's okay. what Galatians five tells us. Okay, you got to walk in fear and every or walk in fear. I'm sorry, walk in the, the fruit. fruit. Of, walk in the spirit, not walk in the fruit. Walk in, in the, the spirit. spirit. Yes, and then you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So basically, what he's saying is this: when you when the opportunity comes, and anxiety shows up, mm -hmm. you declare. The perfect love of God resides on me and I will not fear. Mm -hmm. You're using, you say, God, I will walk in love mm -hmm. when you feel that fear. When that anxiety rises up, I mm -hmm. will walk in that love. Mm -hmm. And you do what your flesh doesn't want to do. Right. Remember, it's the lust of the flesh. Mm -hmm. The flesh says, don't do it. Right. The spirit says, I'm willing. Right. And so you've got to fight with your flesh right. and your spirit. Now, you brought up sin and, and uh, lust of the flesh. Part five, you had said something pretty powerful. You talked about sin and fruit. Yes. Sin and fruit. You said, if we're not producing fruit, then maybe sin is nearby. Yes. You know, when you had said that, that was powerful. Yeah. There may be sin nearby as to why we're not producing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Yes. Would, would you, what else do you want to add to that? Yeah, because the thing about it, it, when you're not producing the fruit at the level that we need to, and how do you, well, I'm sorry, we don't really produce the fruit per se. The Holy right. Spirit has it. Yeah. But if your walk in the Spirit isn't extremely, isn't deep, yes, then sin easily, easily becomes a magnet to us. And we easily get sidetracked first by this 
the temptation or the lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. We're drawn away and enticed like James chapter 1 says. Mm-hmm. So we start getting drawn away. And so what will happen is, is yeah, you maybe... Maybe you'll you'll force yourself to not say a word that you shouldn't that you know not to say. Uh, maybe it's a, maybe it's a cuss word, right. or maybe it's just a word out of frustration and anger that you know that God isn't happy when you say it. Right. So what happens is is that when you're not walking in the Spirit, that word starts to come up, and yeah, you might have just enough strength in the Spirit mm-hmm. to deny it at that moment. Mm-hmm. But then the second time, because you haven't really furthered your walk in the Spirit through spending time in prayer, mm. seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. This was, so this is what you mean by walking in the Spirit. Yes. By spending time with the spending Lord. Spending time with Him. So that way you get to know what He's speaking to so He can convict you deeper. Mm. And the deeper that conviction, what happens is, is that that all of a sudden those words that I would normally have said or the actions that I would have normally take, they become further away. Mm. Because I'm not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. So it, I'm not easily drawn away. I'm not easily enticed by it. But if I'm not walking in the spirit closer, mm-hmm. the conviction's not as heavy. Mm-hmm. And here's what happens. Mm-hmm. I give in to it one day. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, and then I feel guilty. Then I give in to it again. Right. And then I feel even more guilty. And then eventually at some point, you're gonna if you're just not going to walk in the spirit, you're going to have to figure out how to get away from that guilt. Yeah. Well, then you just start walking in the flesh. It's no longer the lust of the flesh. It's just walking in the flesh. And it's so interesting how you described it. One word comes out is the word desire. The one thing you used to hate and sin, all of a sudden you're starting to right. desire it. You desire it. Because you're walking in sin. The walking in sin. Now, now you're walking in sin. In sin. You're, you're actually fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Yeah, you're fulfilling it. And so very important that we walk in the spirit. Interesting, because we walk in the spirit, we won't desire the things of the flesh. Nuh-uh. And you may mention of all those things of the flesh here in Galatians chapter five. Um, I don't see them often, but what was you said you mentioned, the Pastor? What's that? The lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh. Was those... it Galatians five, like yeah. seventeen or something? Yes. Uh, oh, there it is. The works of the, the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh. Those the are the of works the of the flesh. Yes. Not the lust of the flesh. The works of the flesh. And he says they're evident. They're evident. In other words, they're obvious. Yes. He says adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath. He's very, very specific. Very specific. Not generalized as in sin. You know, he's like, all these will be evident. Yes. All these are evident. In the same way, when you walk in the fruit of the Spirit, these will be evident. Yes. The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Which you're referring to. And this is why Paul makes a distinction here. Four different things. Walking in the Spirit, and then being led by the Spirit Mm. in that same passage. Mm -hmm. Then he talks about the lust of the flesh, and then the works of the flesh. Mm. Okay, so we have the works of the flesh and the lust of the flesh. Yes. We have the walking in the Spirit and being led by the Spirit. Mm. Those four things are extremely important because, like I said, it's not the lust of the flesh that's bad because that means that there's a temptation. You have to make that decision now. Am I going to fulfill it? Because yeah. if I fulfill it, it now becomes a work of the flesh. Right. And so that's why you've got to overcome it with the fruit of the Spirit. And you do that by walking in the Spirit. You had said, one of the points you made was in 2 Corinthians 7, 4. Love faces fear. Yes. Love faces fear. Yes. Now, what, what do you mean by that? Love faces fear. Because every time you walk in uh, love, you're going to have to face this one ugly virtue. Mm. Uh, that could eventually lead you to sin. Remember, yeah. fear isn't a sin. Right. 
You know, a lot of people say, well, that's a sin. No, 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 it's not. What it's saying is, is that if you walk in the fruit of the spirit of love, Mm -hmm. if the Holy Spirit will, you'll allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to birth that perfected love in you by walking in it. Yeah. What will happen is, is that that fear won't just, it won't just not even be able to torment you. It won't be able to rule you to the point because what will happen is if you stay in that fear for too long, Mm -hmm. eventually you'll get into the sins the works of the sins that it's talking about yeah talk about that for a second that that was also in part five when you had said that yeah. when you start say it again how'd you say that again so basically if you keep walking in that ugly virtue that negative virtue that's against the fruit of the spirit the yeah. virtue of the holy spirit yeah when those two virtues are competing with one another what will happen is if you give way to fear more often then you do the love of God and you yes. start giving into it. Yes. Eventually, that turns into the sin that he's talking about called the works of the flesh. Interesting. Which opens a door to the other things that are evident other by things. walking in the flesh. Yes. Idolatry, sorcery, anger, rage. This is why when people say, well, I just fell into sin or I just it just happened. We just kind of slept together all of a sudden. We just mm. kind of happened. No, it didn't. Trust me, the door for this ugly virtue came in first. Mm. It wasn't just like, oh, I have the love of God all over me, and then boom, I'm in bed committing adultery. That's That's not true. Satan will present to you these these negative virtues that go against the fruit of the Spirit. And if the fruit of the Spirit isn't strong in you, then you eventually work your way to this adultery or this fornication or whatever. And and we see this in Genesis chapter 3 with with Cain, where the Lord, is he warned Cain. He warned Cain. He says, sin is crouching at your door, but you must master it. Right. Sin just wasn't there all of a sudden in Cain's life. He was already notified by the by the Lord yes. that sin is coming if you don't do what's right. There it is. And if you don't do what's right, it'll have its way over you. It'll rule over you. And that's what happened. And this is why... The fruit of the Spirit is extremely important that we walk in because it's the only way to defeat the ugly virtue that leads to sin. So you walk in the Spirit, so you have love. Mm-hmm. Fear will come in and try to, de- to to incapacitate your love or walking in that love. Yeah. And then when it does, you slowly, because now fear is stuck in your life, mm-hmm. you'll start g- gravitating towards sin. Yes. So you're not in sin just because fear shows up. Right. You're in sin when you allow fear to start ruling in your, to, to, to defeating you. Right. And then you'll slowly work your way into sin. And right. that's when you'll find that most people, when they backslide from the Lord, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like an overnight thing. It was a gradual thing of something happening where they stopped walking in the spirit. Wow. And they were walking in the flesh. And they started walking in the flesh. They started gravitating to the lust of the flesh till it was fulfilled. Now, you had said something about when you walk in the flesh, it dominates you. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting. When you walk in the fruit of the spirit, the Holy Spirit doesn't still dominate you to the point where you, you're going to do this. No. He's still leading you. He's still leading you. That, and that's that's something you got to make the decision on. Every day. Every all, day. Every situation. As opposed to walking in the flesh, uh-huh. it just bombards you. It just overwhelms you. It yeah. just push. It bullies you. Sin it doesn't. You. Yeah. Sin doesn't. Sin doesn't lead you. It holds you in bondage. Uh, the fruit mm. of the Spirit doesn't. It leads you. And so, it's a leading. And there's so much freedom. Yeah. So much freedom in walking in the fruits of the spirits that you want to walk in love. Uh-huh. You want to walk in joy and peace yes. and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Yes. And I love what he says here in the very end. Against, there is no law. There's no law against, against that. that. There's no law against that. Nope. But when you walk in the fruit of the flesh, there is a law. Right. It's called judgment. It's called judgment. That's exactly right. Yes. 
And so it's extremely important that we understand that, that the Lord has given us all of the tools and the weaponry and the virtues and the character qualities that we need, mm-hmm. all of the mindset that we're going to need, all of the right things to put within our hearts, all the truth and the knowledge that we're going to need, the wisdom that we're going to need. Look, it's all from the Holy Spirit because he is a helper. Yeah. He's a counselor. Mm-hmm. He provides everything that we need for every situation we encounter. Okay. Even if it's your physical body, he provides the, what you're going to need. He provides the faith mm-hmm. and the healing. Mm-hmm. He for the emotional encounters. Yeah. He provides all of the fruits of the spirit and the armor that you're going to need to protect yourself. Right. He provides all of it mm-hmm. and he helps you with it. Wow. But you got to walk in the spirit in order to get it all. I love it. Let's talk about peace facing tribulation. Yes. That one right there, I believe people are I believe a lot of listeners right now are needing some peace. Yes. And you talked about peace faces tribulations. Yes. What do I want to expound on that, my pastor? Well, in John 16, 33, it says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. But in the world you will have tribulation. Mm-hmm. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So we know that we... You now, the opposite of peace in our minds is what? Is... Uh, Peace is Absent of peace, I guess it would be, you know. Confused maybe? Maybe. But Jesus basically saying that the, the, that the real problem that peace is going to encounter is tribulation. The way to steal your peace from by Satan is to throw tribulation your now, way. Now, what is tribulation? Well, tribulation in the Greek means pressure. Okay. It means to be burdened. It means persecution. It means trouble. So a lot of this stuff here is stuff that we feel. It's the tribulation that we're in the middle of something that we don't feel like we have control of. And it means we're in the middle of something that we can't, that feels like it's overwhelming to us. So it's pressure to our mind. It's burdensome. In other words, it's heavy. It's extremely heavy. That's good. And the Lord's saying, trust me, if you want to know what's going to try to destroy your peace, it's going to be tribulation. Mm. And Satan is going to bring plenty of tribulation your way. I'm telling you right now, 2020, that was a year of what it seemed like was a year of tribulation. Yes. Like the definition you gave was pressure, burden, persecution. I mean, if there's ever a sense Uh of that. Yep. It was in 2020. And we're still feeling that 2021, by the way. Yes. With Again, I'm not trying to get political, but with this vaccine. Yeah. With certain certain, uh, tribulation going on right now. Yeah. So we see that. But you're saying peace overcomes that. Peace can overcome tribulation or tribulation can overcome your peace. All depends on how much of the spirit you want to walk in. Because the tribulation is coming. Wow. Because, you know... um, we we've got to understand it. These things are coming. It's not we if we can't avoid it. We can't. It's avoid it. when. Mm-hmm. It's when you mm-hmm. can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus gives us the peace that we need to overcome tribulation. Mm-hmm. Or are you going to walk in that peace that comes from the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and be overwhelmed by tribulation? Mm-hmm. It's just up to you. I like what you said. You gave John chapter sixteen verse thirty three, and you said, "Allow your mind to start cheering up." Yes. Allow your mind to start cheering up. You got. Yes. We have to cheer ourselves up in the Word of God. Yes. We can't just keep reading social media. We can't read keep reading the news if peace is to truly overcome tribulation. That's exactly right. And this is why it's interesting because the Greek for tribulation, which I just gave, was pressure, burden, persecution, or trouble. Mm-hmm. But peace means to quiet mm-hmm. or put at rest, mm-hmm. to ease the mind. 
So we know that tribulation isn't so much what we see around us that's mm-hmm. going to that's physically hurt us or bother us. Mm-hmm. It's what it does to the mind. Right. And this is why in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, This is the same peace. Uh, this is why the same peace is one that be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God and the peace of God, mm-hmm. which surpasses all understanding. That means even the brain, even though it's telling it to be quiet, mm-hmm. even with when you get this peace, your mind won't even wow. be able to understand it wow. because it's so peaceful wow. that it wow. will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. You see, this is wow. the reason why That's we good. live unguarded. That's good. We're not guarded because we allow tribulation to defeat us instead of the peace of God. Mm-hmm. The peace of God is so amazing that your mind can't even reason it. Mm. Man, and we need to get to that place. We need to get to that we place. We need to get where to a place where sur- what's going on because it surpasses all knowledge. Yeah. But I like how you say here when you uh, read that scripture, it will guard your mind in Christ Jesus. It'll guard it in Christ Jesus. That means if the world is throwing bombs your way, you're at peace. Mm. You are at peace. It mm. doesn't affect you. It doesn't devastate you. You're when when everybody else is crying out, you're looking up to the heaven and laughing mm. because you're at peace. When we have that walk in that kind of peace, tribulation won't defeat you. Yeah. And here's what'll happen: it'll keep you from going to the place where you get into sin. Mm, come on, it's good. Because a lot of people, when they start going through tribulation and all that pressure starts yeah. mounting up, what do they do? You know how many people will go to dr- drinking mm-hmm. when they start feeling pressure, mm-hmm. and instead of relying on the Holy Spirit, they'll go to the bar. Yeah. Because they'll try to relieve pressure by getting alcohol. Mm-hmm. You see, that's tribulation. They mm-hmm. allowed tribulation to defeat them. Mm-hmm. Now they're in sin. Right. Now they're 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 in that drunkenness that Galatians five talks about. And they never even considered that before, but be- because the pressure is more harder, work got more difficult, the yes. wife is more demanding. All of a sudden, it's like I need a reprieve. I need a reprieve. Instead of relying on the Holy Spirit, they rely on a physical substance. And it ends up they go into sin now, like Galatians 5 tells us. Isn't it crazy? Again, going back, you said going back to decision. Mm-hmm. They went based on false information. Yep. That alcohol can give you an escape. It'll at least give me an escape, a peace of mind for yeah. just a moment. And it, and it doesn't. And, it, and it, let's just say it did. Okay. I, yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't. Yeah. But, but let's just say it gave it to you for an hour. Okay. What about peace that lasts a lifetime? How do I know this? Because it says it's a peace which surpasses all understanding. There it is. You can't find that. That means it's longer than a lifetime of it. Exactly. You can't find that out of an alcohol bottle on uh-uh. the bottom of it. You no, because that's temporary. It's temporary relief. This piece here, according to this, if I'm reading it right, means it's it's eternal. You'll have peace for the rest of your life. And and it's <laughs> it's in Christ Jesus. And it's in Christ Jesus. Not in alcohol. That's right. So we'll leave planet Earth with that kind of peace. And in heaven, we'll have that peace. We'll have it for eternity. Yeah, to me, when I get that, when you say that piece, I gain a little more understanding of this world is only temporary. Yes. Well, I'm not. I'm not made in this. You know, how does the scripture say? Um, uh, how does it go? I'm not made in this world. Uh, I'm not of this world. I'm not oh, yeah. of. I'm not of this world. That's right. We're not of this world. That's right. And so when we have that peace. We'll know. Whatever happens. Whatever happens, happens. I'm with you, oh Lord. To me, Pastor, I get a picture of a martyr. Yeah. Who's about to be killed because of his stand for Christ. Yes. He's got peace. She's got peace. They well, got peace. I was, I was just asked a question the other day because, you know, we're Christians. And a lot of times we're trying to figure out, well, you know, 
when do we fight certain fights? So the question was, okay, so what if the government mandates us to take these vaccines? Mm -hmm. I don't agree with the government telling me I have to take a vaccine, okay? Mm -hmm. There's a lot, there's a couple of different reasons why. One is because one, there hasn't been a lengthy enough study on these vaccines and we've right. already seen many harmful effects right. that has come as a result for many people that they're feeling the effects of it. Mm -hmm. Number two, where, where you, there's also different, many different studies that have already shown that the vaccines really don't secure you from re-getting re, uh, the actual a virus to begin with. Right. So there's a few things in there. So whether it's good or whether it's bad, mm -hmm. uh, nonetheless, there shouldn't be any government that mandates me to get a vaccine. Right. I should be able to make the choice for my own body, just right. like a woman has the right to make her own choice whether she gets an abortion, there which, is. by the way, is extremely dangerous. Yes. But nobody tells her that she can't do that, right? Exactly. So I well, shouldn't be told that I, sh I can't have a harmful virus. So here's my point is... I was asked the question, you know, what would you do if they mandate it? I said, look, I have to ask the Lord where the real fight begins. Mm -hmm. And I said, the truth is, if they give me the vaccine, I have enough faith that I believe that that vaccine won't harm me. Right. But number two, if they, if I'm mandated and I have to go to jail because I won't take the vaccine, that's okay. I'm still okay. I've still got peace. I don't need to fight because right. God will take care of me. Right. And you know what? If they make me, I'm just going to trust God will take care of my body. Amen. If that vaccine is harmful to me, he'll make it dissipate in my blood. There it is. I'm just not worried about it. Even, But as That's long as peace. I have a choice, I'm not going to take it. So, there you go. And you can't make me. Right. But if it gets to that place where they make me, then you know what? Shoot me up with, a, I don't care, shoot me up with battery acid. Mm -hmm. If I If I die... I'm still going to live. That's good. I don't ever die. And see, that's peace in my heart because I know that I can never truly die. And that's good. What's the real battle? Yeah, what's the real battle? Exactly. I don't have to battle everything. I'm tr I trust God. There it is. And I love it. Again, this is peace faces tribulation. Yes. This is that right there. That fruit of the Spirit is now just disintegrating that tribulation. that's exactly right T tribulation i will never be burdened again amen i'll never be pressured any again amen. you can do whatever you want you can cut my arms off so you're, i will i'll be at peace you're saying these fruits of the spirit dominate everything of the flesh everything everything only nine fruit mind you and there's like 14 different 18. works a 18 18 cents 18 works of the flesh uh-huh works yep. of the flesh like he says are evident one fruit of the spirit is big enough to take care of 18 cents. Wow. You don't have all fruits of the Spirit working at the same. Yeah. But one fruit of the Spirit can overcome and defeat every one of those sins. Let's talk about one, this last one before we close here. Yes. Temperance faces everything. Oh, the yeah. Temperance. Okay, so now this is interesting because um, this word temperance, so temperance in most of our Bibles, is the word self-control. Yeah. Okay? So, th really, the best word is, is temperance because temperance is talking about how my attitude and my thought life is controlled. Mm -hmm. It's under my own. That's why temperance is probably, but in other words, I'm controlling my temper. Mm -hmm. I'm controlling that temper, temp, uh, that temperamental attitude. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, is that you're going to find that if you don't have some sort of control mm -hmm. over your attitude or that temper, so to speak, right, right. what happens is, is you're going to fall for anything. This is why this is one of the fruits of the spirit. 
that God gives us to be able to have our own personal will. Mm. Remember, Jesus said, Lord, it's not my will, but your, your will, will be, be done. done. What he's saying is, is I have control of my will and I give it to you in these situations. Because Jesus right here had to face the uh, face. Every, he had to face the pressure and the heaviness of everything that was getting ready to be laid on his shoulders. Everything. I mean, sins were getting ready to be laid on his shoulders. The burdens of people were getting ready to be laid on his right, shoulders. Right. And he had to have enough self-control mm-hmm. self-control, to not get up and walk away and say, forget this. Yes. No. He said, Lord, not my will. He actually had enough control over himself to give control back to the Holy Spirit. Wow. To make him strong enough to defeat everything. And then when you say it that way, that is a pretty picture of self-control. Yes. I mean, you can't get a you can't paint a better picture of self-control. Yep. I have control. I have control and I give it I, to him. And I give it to you, O Lord. Yep. My control is my control is given to you. That way I'm under your control. And that's really all it is, is you're under his control. You're saying, I'm willing to uh, uh, admo- uh, to relinquish my personal will mm-hmm. for your will. That's the, be- that's the epitome of self-control. In other words, I'll do whatever you want. Even though my flesh says one thing, my, my spirit says another. And I'm going to follow your spirit. That's, mm. that's total control of yourself. God's giving you total control by giving your control over to him. Wow, and that means you'll defeat everything. What a what a probably for lack of a better word, what a proud Abba Father. He mm-hmm. he's looking at his son, yes, who is his son, yeah. a prince, so to speak, the Prince yeah. of Peace, walking this earth, and he's saying, "Father, Thy kingdom come, <laughs> Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." Yes, and he's showing us a picture every day, Jesus, yep. of what it means to submit to the will of the Father every day, every day. That's why he did say that. that's good because he said, "Thy will be done." In other words, Jesus is saying, I, "I'm I'm I'm taking my personal will and submitting to you, and your will be done." Mm. And so, what happens is, is this: you're going to hit be hit by multitudes of different things, mm-hmm. multiple different areas and attitudes and people and demonic attacks you name it right maybe it's just something you haven't dealt with yet in your own personal life you're gonna be hit by the flesh it's gonna be all different but when you learn to take control by giving that control back over to the holy spirit that fruit will rise up and you'll find that you can overcome everything You have the ability to overcome every little thing. You have the ability to overcome fear. You have the ability to overcome trespasses. Uh, You have the ability to overcome unbelief. You have the ability to now to defeat the sins that want to defeat you. Mm. And those sins are named right there in Galatians 5. Praise God. And that's the whole purpose of the fruit of the Spirit is to help you overcome. So, Pastor, there's hope. There is there's, there is a hope that goes beyond mm-hmm. our our home our own human reasoning. Yes. That we can live victoriously in the fruit of the spirit. They're not some byword words here. That's this right. is this is a way to victory every single day. That's why Jesus said, For be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. He's saying be of good cheer. That word cheer means literally be happy. It's mm. not a spiritual thing. We, uh, you know, we want to make it spiritual. No, he's just saying, look, allow yourself to be happy. Right. Allow yourself to feel and experience 
good that, that good thing that yeah. emotion that says wow jesus did it yeah laugh about it yeah. bring laughter to yourself when that happens be of good, good cheer, cheer for i have overcome in other words he's saying when the world tries to overcome you just laugh for i have overcome it mm, so it. if i've overcome it you too have that's wow. why you can laugh that's why you can be cheerful listener there you have it that's good <laughs> i'm telling you listener i know you're blessed but I encourage you, go check out this six-part series yes. on this message. Again, it talked about decision, influence, and defeat. And defeat. Uh, you will be blessed, you will be encouraged, and you will walk in victory every single Amen. day. It is not exaggeration. It's time for all of us to start walking in victory. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can find us at fellowship.fm and Spotify. If you would like more information, prayer, or want to contact us, go to powerhousechurch.us.